Hey gang, we back. Yes, we are. We are back. Uh, episode twenty nine. Twenty nine. Holy cow! Episode twenty nine. You know Before we do anything, I want to take the opportunity to thank all of the Mex and Tony Show listeners to the podcast who came out to my show. Last yeah, Friday yeah. Night. Me and Vero Boissel had an uh, exhibition called uh, Chicago Paris, Paris Chicago. And I was amazed how many people said, hey, I'm really loving the podcast. Yeah. I felt really good about that. Yeah. No, that was a cool I thought feeling. we only had two listeners. I thought it was <laughs> Chris's mom and yeah. then some other guy, the guy who sends the burning questions. Right. Rochambeau, 11. Yeah, that guy. We love you, we Rochambeau, know. 11. Can, we don't I just, even know his I just name. messaged him. I just messaged him. And I said, hey, man, ask us some more questions. Yeah, <laughs> you're the please. only guy. We need more burning questions. Yeah, but it, it turns out guys, we have way more uh, listeners than I thought we did. Yeah, but guys, wait. Go on the maxandtonyshow.com and ask us anything. We'll answer it. Like yeah. any any question, we'll answer it. Mom. Dick size, anything. We don't give a shit. <laughs> mom, don't ask dick sizes. But mom, oh, yeah, no, ask a no, question, not, please. You know, yeah. that, that was not directed at your mom, Chris. <laughs> of course not. Right. <laughs> but uh, we had a great we had a great time last Friday night at yeah. the time. The biggest and crowd we've ever had, and Adventureland, and the great uh, Philip Campbell, the great Vero Boissel, and yours, yours truly, Tony Fitz. Yeah, we that had was a great, great time. Show. Yeah, and, uh, and wow, I mean, it was just I've just been kind of walking in. Yeah, a some people left town to come to this show. Yeah, so you know, shout a shout pro- out to to Michael Chernus, his yeah, wife Emily. Yeah, shout out to my castmates. You know, that was a Michael cool thing. Michael Chernus, Paul Ray, Paul all Ray day. all day. Sal Gavina, Sal Gavina, who's been great, a guest on our show before. Of course, he has graced the Max and Tony yeah. show, and he and he has to leave a cute dog, and 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 go from the burbs to the city. And man. his girlfriend, and, and his he girl, lives, of course, and he lives course. way the fuck out by Rockford. Yeah, know? yeah. It's out where they eat gophers and crickets and shit. Well, you know, you know so maybe one day uh, Sal, Sal will move to the city, and we'll, you know, we'll. I would love to we'll have be him happy. There. But, uh, I, but I was yeah. so thrilled. No, that's that amazing. All of so many of our castmates, so many people from our crew, yes. our director Stephen Conrad, so yep. many people showed yep. up. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a special shout out to Yuzu, yeah, who donated two huge platters of sushi for us, yeah. And you and know what? Forbidden Root, yeah. you know our buddies. You, you know, know, I met these two dudes at, at. I I was talking about how I was in a web series called Velvet. Uh, it's on Vimeo. If yeah, you, if you guys which wanna, by the way, is you guys want to watch that? I'm in the second episode, but Velvet, watch the whole thing. Second but, episode but, directed by Leo Gilbert, starring. Yeah. After the after party was at a bar, and I met these two guys, and they're like, "Hey, man, good job, man." I was like, "Oh, thank you. Uh, come to the show if you guys have any came. time." We they had a great came. time. They man. came. Shout out to Rob and shout out to Roy and you Andre and, the dudes. and uh, well, Andre, Andre, Andre Muir. He's he's my good friend, and uh, he's special. He better like be there. Him. You know, he yeah. better be at my house. He better uh, drop meerkats. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and our pal Chris Bat, yes who sir, showed up and did a lot of our hosting with uh, Vero Boissel. Yes, this uh, past dude, week. Did was... you guys have fun? Oh yeah, yeah. That, um, you know, Stephanie came up and uh, ran into Nate Otto and our buddy Andy. And I gotta say, that was the most packed I have seen Adventureland. We have never had an opening that big. It was crazy. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, we had a lot of people. It was it was, it was awesome. Of, it was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. it's it, it, and, and you know, shout Max. You know, I gotta give you props for putting together a great event. Yeah, you know, um, I did all the, your artwork too, man. That was hard. <laughs> that was so hard. All good, the so, good work on the no, art. all yeah. the social media you did just absolutely paid off. Thank you. And what I love is that there were people there from every single station in life. Yeah, you know, totally. there were seventy. Five years old plus people, and then there were people who were, you know, barely drinking age. Which right, right. I, I hope they're drinking age. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, no, you know what? You know what I have to say about that is like that's my favorite kind of, person, kind of environment yeah. of every age. Every you know that when I hate kids my age that still can't get over the fact that they're sharing, uh, you know, a beverage with someone that's a little older than them and they can't have yeah, a conversation yeah. with adults. Yet. Or from a different culture yeah. or from a different place. Let me just in say that if you are 26 years old, you really need to get over that 
part of your life and you need to like yeah. once you like some people came over to the after party and they were like oh is this like a, an adult thing i'm like no it's like a normal life thing because we're fucking 26 <laughs> years old now <laughs> you idiot but uh yeah no 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 but other than that no it was such a it was such a good time man yeah. and all my a lot of my friends came through and uh man i, and I how, can't thank them enough and how about vero boisel I oh mean, man, she like she ran it. the table, man. She, she sold it. twelve pieces, and uh, good for her. At her first art show, her first art show ever, and she also found out something absolutely vital that she has an audience. Yes, and totally. Uh, and man, uh, I just you know everyone just her, contributed mightily yeah. to a really really great time. So yeah. thank all of you. Thank you. Uh, for coming, and um, please continue to come at, at the Diamond Adventureland. We're Committed to community building and uh, having a good time while we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and we have a show every first Friday of the month from yep. 7 to 10 p.m., free beer until 9.30. We got so some cool shows coming by. up, Yeah, too. we really we got, do. Um, May, we have... any? Do we have anyone in the Dime or Adventureland in May? Uh, <laughs> no. I know. So... Oh man, that was that's an odd well, thing that May, happened. Huh? May, I'm going to be in part in Seattle because yeah, we have yeah, a show yeah. opening there. But yeah. uh, and we had someone June, drop out in, in May. In June, we got Rick we're Tellender. filling it quick. Uh, yeah, Rick Tellender. Rick Tellender, is be great. Uh, um, who most people don't even know is an artist. Yeah, and you know who else we have? We have in August. Uh, I know, I know, we're skipping July there. We have Mike James in July. He's, yeah, and we got to get him on this goddamn podcast, man. We will, Jesus, we, we will. will. Okay, so we would probably do that for the next show. And then August is a guy named Saja who drew a picture yeah. of the. If you guys know of the, the original Max and Tony show, the yeah. original Max and Tony show picture is my dad and then me with a when crayon you shoving that crayon into his pencil sharpener, which he depended on. Yeah, living and ruining several and I broke of them. it. Yeah, yeah. But Saja drew this, and I think maybe that should be the picture for the 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 podcast today. I don't know. Just absolutely. Like that I don't know. I, I like. I really liked it. I thought that was really cool. Also, man. in the dime in yeah. uh, August, we have Daniel Torres. Right. And who do we? Don't we have someone in June or July? Yeah, in June we have uh, we have Heather Heather Horton, Horton right, in, uh, right, the right. Dime. So we, I mean we've got cool. great shows coming up, and yeah. uh, it's become you know I I thought converting the dime into a gallery space might you know just might be well, well I I always not feel cool, but honestly they kind of feed each other yeah it's I been always a really feel good like idea. it's kind of been a hybrid of both a showroom and a gallery when it yeah. needs to be and it should be you know and it also it it, it also brings a bigger crowd so I mean I don't. I, I it just makes no sense yeah. to not to not have exhibitions. I love I, I mean, love having it's a nice room. Yeah, having that room open in general at all times for those shows is good. Whether it's yeah. in showroom mode or in show mode, you know, I, yeah, I don't think anyone's ne losing. On neither anything. space is really huge, you know. No, it, so it gets packed is, and it's and it nice gets to really breathe. packed. Yeah, right. and um, you know, plus there's all that good forbidden root beer and uh, yeah. and wine and. Yeah. Uh, you know, we want people to be able to have a little bit of move variety. around, see, see and, a couple and, you know, different shows, spill yeah. it in different corners of the, <laughs> yeah, of the exactly. building. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, feed it to someone's dog. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming to the Thanks show. Thanks so much for uh, coming to the show. And speaking of shows, we watched uh, two movies. Man, first one. Let's let's get the weirdo over with first. Paterno. Paterno. We saw Paterno. Which, by the way, uh, features maybe one of the better Al Pacino performances ever. In decades. Yeah. In, in decades. decades. Because he wasn't going, because she had a great ass! You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't yeah. going, hoo-ha! Yeah, you know? right, right, right. Or just that, like... But he was playing a, yeah. a guy who was, like... Uh, you He's know, playing Joe Paterno. Joe if, Paterno. If you're not familiar with who Joe Paterno is, he was the coach of. He's a football coach of Penn State. Penn State, the Nittany Lions, a legend, for, right? In yeah, that for right, for fifty years. Yeah. So you know, before that whole scandal happened, like I remember, I remember vividly when that all happened. Yeah. Uh, which, might, by the way, the scandal surrounding. Uh, Paterno was Jerry Sandusky, Jerry Sandusky raping right. several young boys. Yes, and, um, he, and Paterno yeah. kind of uh, volitionally not wanting to confront it or deal with it, 
or even wanting to not not know about it, even though he was aware of it. What I respect about the movie is it doesn't let him off the hook, but it also shows you how it happens, and I and that's all you can respect. You know, it's like it's because of the business of college athletics, man. Exactly, and also just imagine when he was you know confronted the first time, and then apparently he said, "No, don't say that. He's a good man. He's a good man." He truly didn't want to believe he it. He did not want to believe and it, no. how can, like, I'm not defending Joe Paterno. That statue coming down, I agree with that. It Absolutely. should stay down. However, there comes a point in someone's life where they don't know when to do the right thing. And I'm not saying that he's right for that, but I can now, after this movie, understand how it, it doesn't yeah. take, you know, it, it takes... It takes something to kind of do the right thing. You know, it Absolutely. takes effort. It takes, Absolutely. It takes you know, it, sacrifice it to a certain degree. It takes yes, courage. And you know what? When it came down to, did he have the courage to make this right and do the right thing? He didn't. He didn't. He failed. And you know what? And also... That was a choice. But I but I think what the movie also was telling is he was so old in the end of that, he couldn't clearly explain what oh, was no, going he was, on. He was out so to lunch. I felt you know? really, really bad bad about it you know he's hearing all this news now and it's probably stuff he's suppressed and denied for years and now it's all coming back and it's like it's this reality hitting him at the wrong age well there's and, there's there's no right age for that reality believe no me. no no but, no but way but maybe he could he's not be he's more not any cooperative longer, yeah he's not any longer He's no longer equipped to be able to navigate it or deal with yes, it or, yes. or, or take the necessary steps. But even even saying that is kind of letting him off the hook. Right. It happened on his watch, and it happened. Uh, it, a, a lot of people went way out of their way to protect Penn State mm-hmm. and to protect the cash cow that Just the Nittany Lions are. You know. You know I, and that that yeah. therein lie a huge problem. Yeah. I will say this, Paterno, he is he, he is what he is in the movie. You know, I I think I think they don't paint him as a good guy at all. I think they paint him as someone kind of a doddering old chump. Yeah, you know as mean? as someone who made a really big mistake in life. Yeah. However, I the, think they paint the, the, the two that, guys, uh, Curly and, and McQuarrie. McQu- yeah, no, no, not, not McQuarrie. McQu- uh, the two guys who were. Running the program. Uh, oh, they were worse. Okay. I mean, one they of them were was absolute, curly. Uh, yeah, they were absolute enablers. I let mean, me, they were criminally me, culpable yeah. in my book. Let me know? let me get their names real quick, man. I because I don't want to let these guys off the hook either. Uh, fucking, oh man. So we had uh, Jesus. Now, now Joe Paterno's legacy. Yeah, you know, Tim was, Curley and. Someone fucking else. Who? Who? I don't know. Uh, someone else. I want to say McQuarrie or McCleary or something like that. I think it's. Yeah. No, McQuarrie. McQuarrie was the coach who saw it. Yeah. Freaked out. Didn't say anything for a day. Had to talk to like his dad. And then goes to Paterno and tells him. And Paterno. How? How does it not? Uh, yeah, but what I'm wondering with that guy is. How does he keep quiet for a day? I mean, my first call would have been to the police. I would have, I would have you know? fucking shut it down right then and there. Yeah, exactly. I would have. You know, I, I mean, it's hard to kind of go over what he's. I don't want to like, yeah, get over what he saw because they explain it in the movie, and it's probably it's probably best well, you it was, hear it in the movie. He but was a young he, a young he, boy being raped in the shower. Right. You know. Right. I, I mean, didn't want. I didn't. I didn't want to say that, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was oh, it's an awful what he thing saw. To, it's an awful thing to contemplate, and it's it's messed up. Yeah, and it's and it went to the higher ups, and they didn't do anything. One no, of them was no, Tim Curley, and I cannot looked, for the life of me figure out this other guy's name. They wanted to look the other way and pretend it wasn't happening. And uh, Dan McGinn, is that? It? I think you're right. I think you're right. But I mean, I um, I think you know everybody's so upset that you know Joe Paterno's legacy has been tarnished. He's got the legacy he deserves. He enabled this behavior. Yeah, I agree. I mean, by by turning a blind crazy. eye by turning a blind eye to it, you know uh, the only way evil ever gets achieved is when good people do nothing, and he did nothing. 
Um, and I, I think the movie, I got to tell you, I, I was more impressed with it than I thought I would be. And uh, in large part, the whole moral hazard and burden of of carrying that kind of ambivalence and, and denial was all on Pacino uh, as an actor. And I think he did a great job. I mean, I really thought it was a masterful performance. Yeah. Um, so it was where's Tim Curley and Gary Schultz. Those were the Gary two guys. Yeah. I yeah. finally figured it out. Um, yeah, those guys. They should have the gone to jail. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I mean, it, and and they it's may. It's insane. You know? No, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't. I know they pled guilty, and I know that they were sentenced. But I mean, what what is jail like for those guys? I don't know. Is it, is, it, is um, it bad, or is it like those like fancy white guy jails? You know, I don't know. I have a feeling they're going somewhere where it's not a fancy white okay, guy jail. Okay, cool. They're fucking football coaches. They're not, you know, congressmen. Right. You know? No, but they're not. They weren't coaches. They were like higher ups in Penn State. Yeah. They were. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's. They were uh, athletic directors, mm, so that I don't still know. Still doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not defending that, that they yeah. should go to white guy jail. I'm just saying. Yeah. They have a little higher than just. That's a coach, a coach with a necktie, pal. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> it's like, where, where, where's the streaming? Uh, HBO. Uh, HBO. HBO. Yeah. Yes. And, and by the way, they, I mean they did a really great job with this. Yeah. And, uh, and mm. all of the actors. Um, and it was including the great Kathy Baker playing Paterno's wife. Yeah. Who she, was also oh, in Mad How about Dog that and chilling? Glory. How about that chilling scene? Oh man. When she starts to talk, she's trying to get to Paterno, and Paterno, in that glimpse, he reveals that he knew. And yeah. I don't know if people realize that, it's but a telling. But she telling goes, gesture. you know, Jerry was with our kids in the pool. You know, did you know that? And he goes, he goes, I was working, and I had no time to be concerned about the damn pool, which means. What does that mean? He no. had no type. What What do you mean? Like, would you have been concerned about the pool if you weren't working? Like, yeah, that, yeah. It, it, he's. It was really. He, the he, writing was really clever. Exactly there. because Joe Paterno, in every utterance after this thing broke, yeah, uh, was veiled. Yeah. By was, the way, it was uh, written by Deborah Kahn and and John C. Richards, and it was directed by HBO's favorite Barry Levinson. Amen, man. I swear he directs my, everything on you HBO. You know what? My head is off to everybody. It was beautifully yeah, written. it was really well done. Beautifully acted. And, uh, Shocked it didn't make theaters. Uh, but then again, probably HBO is a better landing spot because that's Well, way more people channel. will see it. I mean, you know, who goes to the theaters anymore unless you're a kid wanting to see a comic book? I do. I, I go on occasion. You know, but there's I mean, some. It's, it's got to be a really. There's some good movies that are coming out there, though. A24's got you know, some cool I wanna stuff. I want to see The Isle of Dogs. I'm just really curious about it. I do, too. But I like seeing a movie with an audience. I like to get out of my own headspace yeah. and, yeah. and like I, see I how an that. audience reacts to it, you mm -hmm. know? No, no, that's that. a good point. I, I just can't watch that shit again. Like, I, I, last year, I made, you know, I made an effort. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to see some superhero movies because maybe they've evolved. Maybe yeah. I'm being too critical. No. No, man. No. They are the same. Did you like Logan? I hated Logan. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, like I thought it. it was like everything that I wanted comics to be when I was like in seventh grade. Like, I want more violence. I want the Hulk to bite someone's <laughs> head off. No, no, but... Then you finally get this gratuitous violence that you get with like... Oh, the it's claws just too are going much. through the head. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know... This is too little, yeah. too late. Because, like, honestly, it's like this is clearly fake CGI shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's just like, man, it's like the only one who I see who's like, yeah, this is awesome. Is some weirdo like, yeah, like I don't know, I don't, yeah, I don't like. It caters to the it cheap hit, seats. It hit a point where I was like, where where I thought what those movies lacked was more violence, and then I got that, and then I was like. Maybe that's I'm gonna not go it. Home. I'm going to go home and watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No. No. It was. It was just so. It was just so over the top. No, man. I know what you mean. I know like what if you it mean, came in know? spurts, I think it would have been a little cooler. But they did that claw through the head thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, every no, chance no. they got, in, it's like, man. It's you know like, what I tried to the watch. The reason violence is so special in in movies. Sorry to like just yeah. Doug, is because it comes at a surprising time. Exactly. Like, 
I don't know. That was well, just if it. it's forwarding the story or it's yeah, a device. or it's justified. It's not yeah. completely yeah. gratuitous. I, I mean, just... and I also just thought a lot of parts of Logan were so corny, dude. Yeah, I was talking to this kid once, and he hated it too. And me and him were just like bonding on how much we hated it. He goes, "Oh, and how brilliant do you think the writers were when they saw the cross and they turned it to an X?" And then we kept impersonating the writers, like, "No, no, no!" But then he changes it to an X because it's X Men, and we were just we were having a good time. Yeah, yeah there's a I lot. I guess of, you were. And then for I mean, it opens up, you know, and he's drinking the whiskey, and it's like, "Oh man, here yeah. we go." Yeah. Old yeah. man Logan. You know who was good in that? Patrick Stewart. He's always good. He's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I, I uh, Yeah, I mean, I tried to watch John Wick, you know, with Keanu I did Reeves. too, man. And that one was just way too violent for me. I couldn't you know? tell if I, I mean, was if I wasn't into it or if I was just like... It was dumb. I was too it's baked really, and fell asleep. So, I, I, you know, shitty. I, yeah, I fell asleep <laughs> in the middle of it. I couldn't tell if I was bored or if it was just like... Oh, it was just dumb. It was up. all style and no substance. Yeah. yeah. I, shout out to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Keanu you know Reeves. what? I, I, You know what? He's done some really great films that I like. But I, to, the day, to the day he dies, at any point, he could just turn to the camera and go, excellent. And, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised at all. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but you know what? I kind of like that he's you never given Johnny, in to like trying to be anyone else, but you, him like you ever hit, seen an extension John, of himself. Johnny Mnemonic, you know. I've I've always there's yeah. a famous blockbuster cover, man. It was just his face, yeah, and yeah, then there's yeah. the middle. Th- and they store all of the knowledge, forehead. all of the knowledge in the world in Keanu Reeves's head. Talking <laughs> 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 about a place nobody's going to go looking for it. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know what though? That guy, I was in a movie with him, and he's the nicest guy you've ever met. Oh my god, he gave he got some ridiculous salary for like those second and third Matrix movies, and he gave a yeah. huge chunk to the crew. He found out how little they were getting paid, and he paid he paid the crew himself. That's he awesome, all, man. He, he's also bankrolled numerous charities and never says a word about it yeah, i mean he lives totally like you know he's had tragic life too like yeah 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 lost man. a child and i think lost a, a wife or a well no girl. his sister was deathly deathly ill and i think i think she recovered i'm not sure but um well keanu reeves has a seat at the max and tony show whenever he wants it you know what I was in chain reaction with him, and he's like one of the best dudes you ever met in your life. I, I, I believe. I even went to go see his band. I even went to go see his band, Dogstar. You know, what does he do in the band? He plays bass. bass. Cool, cool. He seems you know like what? a bass guy. He's pretty good. You know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that. He. I mean, he just seems like that guy that you want to like hang out with and be like, "What's up?" Man? Yeah, yeah. Guy you know always has some herb, you know? Sure, sure, yeah. But I didn't hate the band either. I mean, I thought they were okay, you yeah, know? No, I um, mean, I bet. But I liked him immensely. I mean, he was a lovely guy, yeah. you know? Uh, speaking of other things we watched this week. Yeah, and speaking we, of lovely guys. Oh, man, we watched a documentary about Andre the Giant on HBO. And it was really one good. One of the best things I, I've I don't, ever seen. I don't think people know this about me, but I'm a big I'm a big wrestling guy. Like I, I like I came up in the era where you know, it, wrestling was at odds like was it going to go to to this direction where everyone was figuring out it's slowly going to be fake or are people going to take control of it and market it correctly? And therefore, I got everybody the, knew it was already. I got everybody the, already knew it was fake, and they liked it anyway. N- no, but dude, there was a huge culture that just yeah. di- didn't get it yet. Well, suspended belief, you, you right, know? right, right. And I, and I mean, to the, when you were in those, first and second grade, Max, I could not pry you away yeah, from the television. But I came up in the Attitude Era. Yeah. I came up in the era of Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, the, and the Undertaker, who's been around Kurt for Angle. years, but he probably saw his best years of his career in that era. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kurt Angle came in later. Yeah, Triple X. Tri- oh, Triple H. But the, he, was, he formed H. he formed the the duo D Generation X, which would do the X with their hands, and then they do this. They'd like put it on their crotch and say "suck it." That oh, was how my nice. wrestling. No, but that was what I came up in, and every kid fell for it my age. It was just this marketing tornado that could like every kid fell for, it, and it was yeah. awesome. Vince so, McMahon. I mean. Yeah. 
but with that, I take everything so seriously. So I go back into my history and I want to know where it all yeah, came from and yeah. why I like this stuff. Where where every kid is just like, oh, yeah, that was cool. I'm over this. And they got over it so fast. I couldn't get over it. I needed to know why I got caught up in this tornado and why every kid around me did yeah. too. Andre the Giant had been a professional wrestler since 1970. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was around long before any of these other guys. Yeah. Well, everyone knows he about Andre, Hulk right? Hogan. Yeah. You know? So. The thing is, you know, I always knew about him. I always knew he was a legend. I've always heard some stories here and there. Yeah. But, man, this kind of just tells it all. It's just really. You know, the one story that it did not tell, and this is a true story, the writer Samuel Beckett used to drive him to school when he was a little kid. Right. And this was probably before he, because I think what they were this saying is, is his hormones made him grow bigger so he probably didn't get that big he was probably big but he probably didn't get bigger until he puberty. wasn't crazy big until right. he was 19 or 20 yeah and yeah, yeah. It, it was like 370 just, when yeah, he was exactly. 19 right and then it just went off the fucking charts yeah uh acromegaly i believe it's called yeah 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 it was, it was um, definitely giantism like that. Yes, yes and um and this this documentary i mean it's really human it's really warm um I was really heartened to see Hulk Hogan talk about uh, Andre the Giant in yeah. such a generous and kind Who had, way. Who, by the and, way, uh, had a really, really, really rough few years before that doc. He was in some real trouble with oh, the yeah. Gawker situation. Yeah. He had said some words. Well, that you know, he cool brought he brought all. down he brought down Gawker. He did. He did. You know? He definitely did. But um, it came. With the price of revealing some information yeah. about him, that is, it wasn't cool. Did but, not help him. Yeah, but you know what, man? I kind of it was weird. Like you said, I looked at him in a new light after that. His, I mean, he truly did like Andre the Giant. Oh, man. he, he genuinely he, loved the guy. You yeah, know? And, and 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 you can tell that Hulk Hogan. You know, he's an Irish guy. You yeah. know, it's like he had one kind of skill, and he played one part very, very well, and. Um, yeah, I mean, when people start telling you how great you are and stuff, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to go off the rails. Well, it's not even just about with him where people were just going up to him and saying, you're great. They wouldn't, no one would leave him alone. No. I mean, he would walk in a public place where no one knew him. Someone's going to look at him. Yeah. He's a target. I mean, he's a target and every, someone's going to go up with him and want a picture. And is that then Hulk? you add. Is that Hulk or is that Andre? Andre, I mean, uh, more Andre because Andre's more noticeable. Like, yeah. like, what, well, Andre, what did they say about? Um, they said uh, that he'd get off an airplane in a foreign country, and, and his friend would hear the cruelest. Hulk Hogan things, would hear, yeah, he, the cruelest things being said uh, about Andre the Giant to him, and you know, uh, because he 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 was he was a real sight. I mean, he was a giant. Yeah. He was no, a yeah. great big guy, size twenty four feet. Rick Flair, he goes. Yeah, Rick he's got Flair. size twenty four feet. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, that laugh. So, but but uh, he was not uh, oblivious to the cruelties that surrounded him. He he felt them very deeply, and uh, you know, um, subsequently, you know, drank like a fish after yeah. every match. This guy put down forty beers. You know, one yeah. night. Those are kind of some great stories. Though, One man. night, Jesus. Rick, Rick Flair uh, counted the beers that Andre the Giant drank, and evidently he drank 106, 106 beers. 106. And a few bottles of wine. And um, Oh, oh, what Rob Reiner was saying, he, he did. He goes, yeah, I had two bottles of cognac, uh, six bottles of wine. You're like, first of all, I, I, I had... I had Two bottles of wine between my cousin and a couple flights of scotch afterward. I I almost died. Yeah, so yeah, what? How yeah. did Andre do that? Jesus well, Christ! Well, he was five hundred pounds and seven foot four. Yeah, you what know? are you I like mean, a buck and a quarter, Max? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus! It cured I, match. It cured. How Max. did he not almost do anything? Like, what? You didn't throw up. He didn't it do cured. Anything. It cured Max of scotch. <laughs> Chris, oh yeah, forever. Well, he will never yeah. touch scotch again. Yeah, you know. It, it, and a shout out to uh, his cousin Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Brown, who's Kenny having Brown. a who's having a kid. Yeah, he's going to be what a dad. Congratulations, and, and Warren Brown. Congrats. And our uh, your other cousin Jamie just, just had, had a, a baby. baby. Yes, yeah. yes. 
So congrats on that. Amen. Congrats and another little. Now she's got two boys. Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two boys. She's gonna need a whip and a chair. Right. Know? Right. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I think the thing about Andre was uh, it tells us a lot about ourselves as a culture and and just how we treat anybody we regard as the other. Yes. And uh, th- this guy, you can tell at his heart, was a deeply gentle kind yeah. of person. But also, you know, he could have just been this guy who, like, you know, just was, like, wanted to hide. But yeah. he embraced it. There was no way he could hide. He, there was no way he could. He told his He friend, could have hid on the farm, as they kind of describe. He yeah. could have been a farm yeah, guy, did. a small town guy. Well, and he could have just been kind of the, the novelty of yeah. the small town, the big guy of the town. And, and He had a farm in Ellerby, North Carolina. Yeah. And, uh, and some real friends there. I mean, some people yeah. who uh, basically approximated the closest thing he had to, like a family in right. the United States. He grew up in France. And uh, he... Uh, I think really uh, kind of pumped life into wrestling. I yeah. mean, he 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 predated Hulk. He pre- predated the big boom. But during the seventies and and eighties, when it was like guys like Jake the Snake and him and Hulk M- Macho, he hated Macho Man Randy Steam- Savage, Ricky who, Steamboat, guess, who is you know yeah. the, all all those guys. I, yeah, plus the Iron Sheik, who he like. Beat the That's fuck hilarious. out of yeah, and I and mean, and Iron Sheik is a big dude. He's huge. Yeah, but compared to, to Andre, him, he looks he looks so oh, yeah. small. Did you see? You know, every time Andre would throw him on the on the ground, I mean, you could tell. It yeah. was in her. Well, do you remember when like he just him? takes his ankle and locks it up? Yeah, and you could see his face. He's like, ah, yeah. like you, he didn't like him. He didn't like Randy Savage because they were <laughs> they were cruel to him. They were nasty to him. And uh, no, I think Randy Savage was was uh, was intimidated by him and I'm trying to upstage. What, what Rand, yeah. See, I've. D- I've done a lot of I've done a lot of history, man. Okay, my Randy man. Savage was a very particular dude, and how, he wrote out the matches. He first of all, he's not if you're lower on the card than him, meaning like you you're a lower wrestler than him, and you're getting to face him. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna call what the match is script and he's gonna yeah. but he's gonna script it move by move there's like yeah. no improv improvisation with this guy so imagine andre the giant coming in like as as his friend would describe he all he did was come in set up a table put a bottle of wine on the side and start playing cards yeah randy randy savage is going up to this guy hey, hey brother um uh so do you know what we're gonna do out there tonight and he's just like oh yeah we'll figure it out like it's like that's gotta <laughs> yeah. piss a guy like that off it's like because you know you have no like Compared to Andre, you're really, I like that he kicked his You're ass. not anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's like you're some. You are a big wrestler in this, especially in that era. It's yeah. Like, but Ron, it's Randy Macho Man Savage was a dick. Okay, he was he was like always an asshole. Well, you know? I mean, you can say that about any wrestler. I mean, like Hulk. I, but, but no, I, Hulk. No, no, I kind of dude, like just because he was goofy. No, no, you know? no. I have to defend wrestlers, man, because it's not the business. It's what they bring into the business. It's the, they come with a bunch of demons. And bring it into the bit. Like you bet these are do. damaged guys. You, you can't. Know? You can't just say, "Oh yeah, that's a fucked up idiot." It's like, no, dude. Oh no, no. He, but they've been through so much. Randy Macho Man, I just didn't like much. Oh yeah, know? I'm sure he's. I'm, I'll tell you who I did. I'm sure he wasn't like. a great guy, but man, he was a he was an insecure guy, from yeah. what I understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think to an extent they all are. You know, I mean, totally, totally. Jake the Snake. I mean, you want to talk about a passel? Of That's another de- good documentary, the Resurrection of, of Jake the Snake. Sorry, it's a documentary. Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It's so good. Yeah, I haven't seen that you. one, dude. I'm revealing all this wrestling stuff. Do you remember? And I, I've Beyond never revealed any of this. You, yeah, of course. I saw that when I was okay. So I saw that when I was nine. I took you. And, to that. No, you did not. I rented it. Because I thought it was like a wrestling thing. Because I thought it was like pro, like I thought it was going to be a match, you know? And it's yeah. like, I'm watching this doc and I'm like, wait, why am I watching The Rock break character? Why am I watching yeah. like his, like, why am I watching his kids right now? Yeah. I saw it all at maybe too young of an age, but it got me understanding the business of yeah. everything. And I think that's also why I started like searching well, in and under, well, trying to understand this. That it's theater, you know? I it's mean, probably it's... one of the highest forms of theater and it's so disrespected. It's so crazy. 
I think I don't when you call it I'm fake, kind of fascinated by it. No, when you call when you call it fake, look, man, I understand it. It it's staged. It, it has, to, but when Mick Foley's jumping off a cage, a sixteen foot cage onto a wooden table with nothing under it, I'm like, that's not fake, dude. No, I agree with and you. And that's so crazy when did people I, are like, "Oh, that was just fake." Hey, son, did <laughs> no. I not did I not take you out of yeah. school in second grade to meet Mick, Mick Foley? Foley? Third grade, yes. Yeah, and yes, you know yes. what? Your mother wanted to punch me in the sack after that. No, she was she not did happy. Not. She was probably cool with it. Mick Foley's the most intelligent wrestler out there right she now. She was not happy that I took and he's taking the most bumps. Yeah, I mean, this guy's landed on his head so many times, and he came out like one of the most intelligent dudes. Oh no, he's a very bright guy. So smart. And you know what? And he he was incredibly nice to you. So nice to me. Yeah. I have that picture with him. Love the picture. Yeah, and your dad let you ditch school to meet Mick Foley. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> I yeah. liked it. Thank just, you. Just throw me a fish. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. Yeah. No. That. That's. That's. That's what happened. I. I. I'll never forget that day. I was just actually telling that story. Uh, to I think I was telling it to Greg or something. I don't know, but yeah, I did. But I, I believe did. we told your mother after the fact. Yeah, but I don't think she really cared. Uh, it's third grade. I missed two classes of third grade. That was it. Yeah. And look at your life now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just two now I'm talking about it. <laughs> no, I'm someday, talking about Pink Foley. Someday you're going to be smoking crack and drinking paint thinner. Those two classes I missed in third grade. Yeah, yeah, really. Seriously. Jesus. Well... So, hey, yeah. can, can we just real quick go back to uh, Andre the Giant? Because yeah. I, I haven't seen the documentary Oh, yet. man, you got to see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. Stephanie, Come I'm on like, over. We'll watch it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I, watch it again. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's I'm, really good. But what I One thing I always loved about him was his acting. And he, he didn't have a ton of roles, you know, but... Right. It, Fezzik, Princess Bride, man. It, he was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Anybody he, want a peanut? Oh, man. I yeah. mean, but, you know, I found out years later that he was also Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the, in, in the uh, six, million million six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, they show that in the documentary. It's nice. so funny. Yeah. It nice. is so funny. Because, Max, that was my hero when I was growing up. To Andre. Six Million Dollar Man? No, Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> like, cool. Like, I want, I, I used to imagine I was a Six Million Dollar Man. I always man. wanted the bad guys to kick his ass. <laughs> I was one of the bad guys to fuck him up, you know. <laughs> just uh, yeah. we can rebuild Steve Austin. Him. Steve, Steve Austin. Yeah. You had a different Steve Austin in your life. Is that uh, guy yeah. still alive? Is uh-huh. Lee Major still alive? Yes. He, oh. he was married to. I was about to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin is alive and well. Yeah. With a podcast. Yeah. No, but I had like the six million dollar, like the rocket with like we the doll to, and the we, arm. You could, we like, should roll try to up. get Lee Majors on the podcast. I'm sure he's got nothing else going on. Well, I've got that well have you heard from him lately? I haven't. I haven't. Let's just make sure. I think the last time I heard anything about Lee Majors is when Farrah Fawcett died. died. Yeah. Let's just make sure he's not dead. I don't want to start. Yeah. Well, let me, while you're looking that up. He's alive. Me, he's okay. 78 years old and Wyandotte. No, that's when he was born. But he's 78 years old. He's still alive. Cool. I'm sure he's somewhere in the California hills. <laughs> well, this that doc was directed by Jason Her or Her at H E H I R. Very can here, sure. Um, yeah, and he's done. He's done some thirty for thirties. He executive produced the eighty five Bears doc, which is like one That's of my good. favorite ones. What, uh, what other thirty for thirties? Bernie and Ernie, uh, which is about uh, Bernard King and Ernie Grunfeld uh, and their relationship uh, in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also produced the Fab Five, which is Ooh. arguably the best thirty for thirty. Certainly up there. Yeah. Um, I got to go with the yeah. Bo Jackson one, though. That's, that's Bo, my favorite. The Bo Jackson one's really good, because I, I was actually just talking to someone, I was, because we were talking about those 30 for 30s, and I was like, you know, I go, I can watch any of those. I go, I had no interest in Bo Jackson, or, or even really knew who he was before that. He was a little ahead of me, uh, yeah, time-wise. Yeah, because yeah. when I was in and high that was, school, yeah. that was like, every, you, you know, Bo knows baseball. Bo, yeah. Bo knows everything. You know, yeah. I, interviewed so him when I, was, I interviewed him when I was in radio, and he was a great guy. I liked him. Yeah. You know? 
he came off in the 30 for 30 like you know the like cur- you know the current day footage he came off as like totally chill nice yeah yeah down oh, to yeah. earth guy then he's breaking bats in the in the middle of it but <laughs> yeah. um but he was like oh, a super whenever, he, whenever he'd strike out he'd be so pissed off yeah, and know? that was a lot <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he struck out yeah, a lot. He was exactly. he a better football player or baseball yeah, player? Football. Okay, he was a great running player. back, but he was right so on. fast. He was in the outfield; <laughs> like he would, he would catch ball. He literally ran up the wall and caught yeah. a ball. I mean, he, you know, Man. Yeah. yeah, he was just that's sick. And I, I got to see him play live a couple of times, and you just like every once in a while he would go run for a ball, and you just like it was, he would move so quickly. He's one of those it rare. Was, it wasn't real. Guys, yeah, you know. And when he did get a hit, even if it was a foul ball, man, it was the loudest crack you ever. Oh heard. yeah, it you was knocked amazing. the cover off the ball if you could just hit it straight. You yeah, know? yeah. You know who's who's the other guy, the two sport guy, Deion Sanders. Right. Yeah, he was so flashy. huge asshole. He was so know. flashy that I think it took a lo- it took away from just his... a dick. But he was you know? a great, I don't know much about him. Great football player. He was one of the best. I, I know. I know, he was great I know who he player. is. I know. I know he was flashy. That yeah. always kind of comes after. Neon Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think football wise, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think baseball wise, no. Oh, he played both. Oh, he played yeah, both. He too. played for cool. the Yankees. Oh, right on. You know, cool. cool. And, um, um, yeah, I yeah. Um Yeah, but those documentaries I, I agree with you. I have enjoyed those. The one about the uh, 85 Bears it was just so heartbreaking. Good. And Rick Tellinger's in it. Tellinger, yeah. <laughs> and he's and he has a show in June at Adventureland Gallery. Yeah, and I can't wait for it. Yeah. But yeah, uh yeah, that was awesome. So, well, speaking of we're already kind of entering that baseball, you know, uh you know, sports anyway, you know, where I guess we'll switch from from fake sport, I'll talk more about wrestling in later episodes too, man. Because I feel like this is like I feel I like think I, we should have I feel some like of those I'm unloading. I feel like I'm unloading too much at once. I think um, we should have some of those guys on if we can get them. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, but um, just a quick uh, 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 recap of the Cubs opening day and the Sox opening day. What happened there? White Sox played their opening day, and those pussies from the north side didn't play theirs. <laughs> was it snowing for the Sox as well? Yeah, I, yeah, it was snowing. And they played in the snow? Yeah, and they played. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up with the Chicago Bulls season. It came to an end yesterday. And last week I called them out, and I said they're not taking correctly. They are losing the tank game they're not losing enough games for a top three pick and i swear to god i feel like they listened to me because they lost all four (laughs) fucking games after that podcast and they got themselves into position for the sixth pick but it just it just raises their chances for a top three pick which is all i i don't care about the one pick i want a top three pick I want a top three. That's all I want. I'm not selfish. I just want top three. <laughs> so, so, you know, and and I obviously it strengthens our chances for the number one pick. But you know what? Um, the Chicago Bulls season, you know, they actually uh, raised my expectations. If you heard me in, I don't know, like one of the first episodes of the podcast, I predicted that they were going to win 14, 15 games. And honestly... You know, if it weren't for that how many win, win streak when Nico came back, they damn near would have only won that. How many did they win? That's a good question there. I I think they won 21 games. Wait. Wait, I think I would have been right then if that if that was the case. What how was, many games they won? What was the record? Give me your record, boys. What is, what is this shit? I can't find the record. Uh standings. Here we go. Um they were twenty. They won twenty-seven games. So if they didn't win that those eight games in a row, say they lost all those games, they only would have won nineteen games. But they won twenty-seven. I, you know, man, I I did not see marketing coming. No, we were flaming. Nobody him. did. We were yeah. flaming him. We I, man, if I could buy the soundbite of of what happened when they drafted him, if I of what I was saying. Yeah. I was screaming. I go, we traded Jimmy Butler for who? Yeah, exactly. For what? For this? Fuck this. Marketing's and way better than we thought he was going to be. He was way better. And in fact, I think he's rookie all for his team. Could be wrong. But, uh, you know, that's that. And I really like Chris Dunn. 
He's the point guard we traded yeah, for, too. Okay. Um, he was looking really good. He was kind of injured for most of the season, but sometimes I think we were think holding bones, him for a couple games. Yeah, I think the bones of a good team are there. I think there's at least, picks. to me, two pieces, Dunn and, and Markin and Levine. I like Levine. I just I want to see more out of them. Here's my big question. Do you keep Lopez or do you move him? Not if you have, um, if you have the top three pick. I mean, keep that guy as long as you want to keep him. So like, if we get a top three pick, we better draft a center. We better yeah. draft a center, man. We need that. Or I mean, you know, we we have some of the best players in this draft are centers. I would like to stop torturing Brooke Lopez, trade him to a contender like the Warriors or like Cleveland mm-hmm. or, or wherever LeBron's going to land this summer. Like I'd like him to be on a good team. He served us really well, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to torture this guy anymore. What do you mean wherever LeBron's going to be? Where the fuck is LeBron going? He might not be in Cleveland. You, you think not? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, dude, they suck and their management is piss poor. Like why why would you why would you go to Dan Gilbert? This is tr- like this is Trump's dude, man. Like nah. I wonder if he's not going to wind up Houston or Golden State. They've talked about Houston Golden State before and apparently it would take a lot to get or him there. OKC an interesting destination. It's, I don't know. I don't know what they have. I don't know what they have to give him. Um, but the the main destinations they've been talking about are like is Cleveland again, L.A. or Philly. I don't think you'd be happy. In I Philly. don't see. I don't think you'd be you happy. You know what's in New crazy? York. I don't see either of these three. Yeah. I know that's ridiculous to say. You know, but it like, might be something weird. Him, like I can't see him wanting to go back to Cleveland. I can't see him wanting to go to L.A. with a bunch of like, no, 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 like maybe, maybe their talent. Not re- like, but it's like there's. It's so confusing. Don't be there. surprised if he winds up with the Timberwolves. No, dude, you're just no, naming random no. teams. Oh no, <laughs> Timberwolves or OKC or Houston. You know, if the Houston, best move for him is if Houston. Houston can comfortably get him without moving Chris Paul or James Harden, that's a no-brainer. He should yeah, go there. Absolutely, that's but, a new dynasty. I don't, I don't know what they, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I see new, Chris pulled out a list. There's Lakers, New York. New York is not happening. Philly and Houston's number one. He should go to Houston. I just. I'm yeah, hearing he for that sure it's gonna... isn't going to go to the fucking Knicks with that douchebag who owns that team. No, yeah, 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 that guy. And also, just the Lakers doesn't make sense. That team is too young. He's, yeah, but he needs to be other, around people. There's other where he stuff. Can win. There's other stuff in L.A. You know, maybe the Clippers. They don't have shit. They yeah, were, they traded that's... away Blake Griffin. They traded away everyone. There are other things in L.A. <laughs> that can reward. A LeBron James, you know what I mean? Yeah, There's but he's got all the money. Right he's got all the money. He's got. He can get. He can take a plane somewhere and and, well, and get then an endorsement. What does, what does he do? He af- wants a ring after basketball. He'll figure that out you know? easily. That's not the problem. Does he wind up whatever the hell he the wants? The question is, how is he going to get? Okay, he does has, he wind up in broadcasting? Does he wind up? No, you know he's going to want to own a team. I think he's not going to surpass Jordan as a player. That's he's probably he, going to try and surpass Jordan that's as a all GM, he wants. and he will. Mm-hmm. He he wants more championships than Jordan. He that's I think that is his ultimate yeah. goal. He needs seven championships. I don't think he's going to get to six respectfully. And with that said, he's definitely not getting to seven. If I said that, that's all. That's I think le- he really, can get to. I think he can get one more. And I want to see him win one more. That'd be cool. How old is he? He's mid thirties. Uh, Gotta be um, thirty-one, thirty-two, hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. or maybe thirty-three. I didn't. So early thirties, not mid. Sorry. Thirty, thirty-three, thirty-three. Yeah, he has more time. That's very old for, for one a more. basketball player. For LeBron, I think with all the miles he's put on, it's he needs to come to a point where. He does need to join the Houston Rockets. My yeah, that's his. But best, he's going to want to get paid. Move. He's going to want to. He's going to want to get paid those crazy contracts that they're of, giving people there's and a, a lot contract of money that in he Houston, deserves. Man. There's a lot of money in Houston. Believe me, they'll pay it. I hope. Yeah, I think he should go there. I mean, if they can figure out a way. Um, 
I don't know why I'm rooting for him to leave Cleveland, but guys, I'm sorry, but like you guys are you know not what? a good he's organization. Carried, he's, it's carried, he's carried that team to two rings. One ring. One ring. Four finals, but one ring. Yeah, he's, okay. carried, he's carried that city on his shoulders. He doesn't owe him anything. You know? After that, after the best finals he's given in the history of the league, coming back from yeah. 3-1 from that. That is the best finals in history. So I hope got, people know that. He's got that. two rings, right? He has three. He has two with Miami, one with Cleveland. Okay. But the one he won with Cleveland was the best finals I've ever seen. We're talking about Likewise, the team the that the just took the last. Bulls record. Yeah. And they're 73-9. and nine. And then we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They This is the best team versus the best player. Mm-hmm. And then you have... Then you have the 3-1 deal where they go down 3-1. And these guys were down 3-1 previously mm-hmm. okay, with OKC. And they came back and won. Mm-hmm. And now they're in the finals. And now they're sitting in the same position except the opposite. They're on top 3-1. And LeBron and Kyrie Irving just balled out of their minds and yeah. came back and won. And that was the best finals I've ever seen in my life. I, I That... I don't know how you can say otherwise, but yeah, and it was so meaningful. There was so much. There was so much narrative behind it. It was just, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It was the best finals I've ever seen. But um, Perf- the perfect end yeah. to a really cool story. And on that note, this has been the Max and Tony Show. <laughs> Go Bulls! Top three pick. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? Yeah. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 29th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Production, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. At Adventureland Gallery, we are showing The Grouch and the Brainstorm by Philip Campbell. And at the Dime Showroom, we are showing Paris, Chicago, Chicago, Paris by Tony Fitzpatrick and Vero Bussell. You got any burning questions for Max and Tony? You got to catch up on an old episode you missed? Well, go to themaxandtonyshow.com. Ask away, keep playing our episodes, and tune in next time for our 30th episode. Woo! Woo!